isn't it isn't it great to be back whoa it's it's already we're back well it's us welcome back to another brand new top talks yes it's an entirely new conversation with our good friend kevin paul he's here still because we had such a wonderful conversation with our friend kevin that we had to split it into two wonderful parts we're sitting in the same place we're wearing the same clothes We've been here for a long time. <laughs> we really had to, you know, put our plans together to make this work out. <laughs> uh, we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to leave. So, um, we've been we've been waiting so long for this episode. <laughs> Just kidding. As as we mentioned at the end of last episode, we had to split the episode in two because it was so long. So, this is the second part. We hope you like it, and we are excited to talk about our next topic, which is let's talk about something we can all talk about now. Mm. Kevin's been sitting here quietly waiting for his turn people have strange people have forgotten that kevin's here fortunately the big boy marvel movie of the season yes so i mean before we go on with our review i'll just you know do a little uh box office statistics (laughs) i I do i do enjoy these what what makes it a good show money (laughs) (laughs) money money's money's the most objective way that we can look at stuff speaking of money though while we're on that topic and you're looking that up the new avatar movie (laughs) they're finally it's finally happening i rewatched avatar last week because i saw the trailer and i was like i don't remember this movie at all oh my my favorite meme i've seen for a long while was avatar the like biggest movie that had zero pop culture like influence it's true like everyone i i I saw a meme about it. it was like it was like nothing made me like question the like conspiracy theory behind avatar being the highest grossing movie than the fact that when the second trailer came out not a single person i know has seen the first movie like someone was saying they're like i'm asking everybody i know and everyone's like no i never saw the first movie they're like how did this earn the most money out of any movie ever if no one has seen it like avengers endgame you go walk around everyone has seen that i rewatched avatar 50 times you're the IMAX. reason. You're the reason. <laughs> Me and my group. <laughs> I sent an anonymous donation to James Cameron. No, the crazy thing though, like, I mean, like Aiden said, it was. I mean, it's the biggest movie of all time, and was it's the biggest movie. Well, no, it, it is they, again. It is again. It oh, because they, they released it. it. They yeah. Were petty. <laughs> yeah. So um, that made me so upset. I was like, just let it, just let Avengers have it. It's time for well. well the thing that I think is kind of funny about it, and some people might look at this as some evil, like, oh, corporation thing, is Disney owns both Avatar and Endgame. Mm-hmm. And so because they're releasing Avatar 2, they can promote it as the sequel to the biggest movie of all time. When Avengers 5 eventually comes out, they can re-release Endgame before that and then have that become the biggest movie. And then they can say the the follow-up to the biggest movie of all time. They can just keep doing that if they want. I don't know if they will, but mm-hmm. it's something that they have in their pocket that nobody else in the world can do. Um... But yeah, let's talk about, since we've talked about the biggest movie of all time, Avatar. I guess I could have put Avatar on the notes to talk about this week since the trailer did come out. But I guess we did just talk about it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm not like super hyped about it, but the trailer, I'll see it in theaters. The trailer did look beautiful. Uh-huh. Like I watched the trailer. I liked the music. Was very. I liked the music a lot. I liked the visuals. Mm-hmm. And like for those of you who've gone to Animal Kingdom at Disney World... That, the Pandora Land, like, yeah. Avatar, the world of Avatar, whatever they call it, that is honestly, like, one of the coolest just themed areas and like, the all theme parks in the entire world. Like, it's just so cool. Um, but, yeah, big movies. The biggest movie of 2022 is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It passed the Batman last week um, to become number one. It now has over $800 million worldwide, which is quite a lot. It's more money than I have. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. just a little bit the original, isn't quite there yet. it's impressive because it earned a lot more than the original yeah Doctor yeah Shane. the original made 678 million dollars which is a lot of money still for a movie but you know this one in the pandemic era has made over 100 million more and it's still in theater so it's still gonna mm-hmm. i i could see it reach 900 million i don't know if it'll reach a billion that's 200 million more and it's it's been out for a minute. Been out for a few weeks now. And, and it's been out for long enough that we can talk about spoilers. So if Thomas done with his econ rant. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, well, no, no. Has it been released in China yet? <laughs> no, actually it hasn't, I don't think. Most of the most of the recent Marvel movies haven't been releasing in China because of various Please. reasons. <laughs> but that is something else to look at that's like a big a big thing that's like, oh, Marvel's just killing it over here, making all this money without the second biggest 
like movie industry in the world, mm-hmm. um, movie market. Um, but my last statistic is that it's the number twelve Marvel movie, MCU movie of all time. So that's mm-hmm. you know it just passed Spider Man Homecoming, it passed really? Guardians of the Galaxy, it passed the original Iron Man, it passed Thor Ragnarok, it's passed all of these. So. The next one it will overtake, if it does overtake, will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So That surprises me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a big movie. Um, but, I mean, these guys are obviously teasing about the, the statistics of the box office, but it is an important thing because your money talks. And if you want more movies, you got to show the people that... I swear if you say that vote with your dollar. That you vote with your dollar. You vote with your dollar. No, no, no. But, but really... Times I heard you say that. You really do because... If these movies don't make money, they're not going to make more of these movies. So, yeah. my little um, side tangent. My It's also just a rant because I'm angry at people that are like, oh, superhero movies aren't even popular anymore. What are you talking about? This is bigger than the last one. Like, they're just growing. I mean, they probably aren't growing overall, but this is growing as far as... It ran over, it, it's ran not over. as dead as people like to pretend. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially, like, No Way Home. Like, I know you guys are sick and tired of the statistics. No Way Home was massive. <laughs> Like, that was a massive movie in the pandemic. Like, that was even further in the pandemic. Um, like, that was not too long after Om- Omicron. Nomicron. Nomicron. Nom Um But, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. But let's talk about the movie itself. I know. Tom and I made the cardinal sin of discussing Doctor Strange earlier today. So, we're, we'll, try to, we'll try to revamp. The opinions already exist. But that's but it's okay. All right. So, the, Kevin's here to... The, the first opinion, and I'll, I'll start us off. I enjoyed... The first Doctor Strange more than this one. That's I okay. was actually saying that today to someone. That's okay. That's I, I, I that? think I I think I enjoyed this one more, but I I can see the opinion of liking the first one more. I think I said that to my cousin Jacob Doman, who was the first. Oh, that's guest. true. He stopped by Logan last night on his way back home. Oh, nice. And I talked to him and I said that I was like I might have enjoyed the first Doctor Strange more. Um, like I was talking to Tom about earlier, I enjoyed this movie. Um. I liked the story, I liked the plot, I liked what they went with, but I couldn't help feeling that there was, and it's hard because I can't say that there was lost potential, because I think that the story they went with ultimately was a decent story, but much like the multiverse, it's hard not to watch this movie and imagine different multiversal versions of what this movie could have been, if that makes any sense. Like... I could, like, I was talking to him about how I saw that this, the plot of this movie could have played out in many different ways, including, like, the one I was talking to him about is, obviously, as you know, spoilers ahead, we already discussed, we're going to talk about spoilers. The movie is mostly about Scarlet Witch hunting down America Chavez, whose power is to transverse the multiverse. She's trying to get her power so that she can see her children again. Um, the movie is mostly dominated by this chase. And with Doctor Strange trapped in one main multiversal setting. Like Tom and I talked about earlier, for a movie called Multiverse of Madness, they only really spend time in two main multiversal dimensions. And I thought that what could have been a really cool idea of the movie, and while I'm a little bummed it didn't happen, but I'm okay with because, you know, a movie just stock full of cameos wouldn't have been a real movie with a plot. It would have just been like a theme park ride. I thought it would have been... Except, sorry, pause. Except for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That one's great. It's full of cameos. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Little plug in there. I love that movie. Oh, I'm going to watch it probably tonight. But um, what I was going to say is I thought it would have been really cool if... So America Chavez, her power is to go through the multiverse. If they had a movie where she doesn't, you know, because she doesn't know how to control her powers in the movie. Maybe she accidentally gets her and Doctor Strange sucked through a portal. The movie is about them trying to get back to their dimension while she figures out her powers they bond they learn stuff and they can go through all of these weird multiverses they could visit really wacky properties like we talked about in the previous podcast they could have seen like howard the duck like the classic like thor and incredible hulk like tv shows they could have done so many wacky like interesting things and while i'm not like too upset that they didn't and i enjoyed the movie we got i couldn't help walking away being like man this would have been the movie for them to just do all of that crazy, trippy stuff. Because Doctor Strange is crazy and trippy. And while they did some cool stuff, I ultimately felt like this movie was more dominated by Scarlet Witch as the main character than it was Doctor Strange. It kind of felt like he was the guide for the America Chavez versus Scarlet Witch movie. 
I dislike his review. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, just kidding. Um, I think those are valid points. And Aiden and I, we already talked about this, as he mentioned a little bit. And I think the biggest harm to the movie was the... In, expectation. The expectation, because it's called Multiverse of Madness, and so people automatically think, oh, that means that we're going to spend five minutes in the the duck world the duck universe we're gonna spend five minutes in the universe where everybody's pillows we're gonna spend five minutes in the universe where you know the the backyardigans are hanging out we're gonna spend five minutes in all these different and like that might have been due to the title and fan speculation and i think that was the biggest harm because if you take all the speculation away and all the expectations everybody had like i think they would have it would have been much more enjoyed if you didn't have these expectations of, oh, when's Deadpool going to show up? When's Loki going to show up? When's... That was my wife. The whole movie. She <laughs> well, was, every 10 minutes, she's like, when's Loki going to show up? And then, like, by the end, she's like, he's not going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you know, when's Tobey Maguire going to show back up? And, like, it's just kind of these, these preconceived ideas that made people not... Because... I don't know. It was it was an enjoyable movie, especially if you're into the horror genre, especially like Sam Raimi type horror. Like it's a really good movie. That is the thing I would say. This movie did stuff I never thought an MC movie would be able to do horror wise. Like there were a lot of really scary stuff that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. You know, I was like, oh, that's cool for Marvel movie. Sam Raimi had a lot of really cool editing and directing choices that I thought really stood out. Mm-hmm. And my sister, sorry, the last little thing. My sister. She doesn't like the Doctor Strange character. She doesn't like the Wanda character. But she actually ended up like enjoying this movie like a decent amount because she's she's into horror. She's into Sam Raimi. Like she likes um Evil Dead. Evil Dead and all that stuff. And so she ended up liking the movie like probably a lot more than she expected to. Definitely a lot more than I expected her to. Um and so it's definitely it's not everybody's Marvel movie. I've heard of, I've heard a lot of reports of kids going out walking out screaming and crying because Wanda, their new favorite character, is no longer their favorite character. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah. I liked it, though. It's probably around where it's box office lays for me, like, number 12 in the MCU. It's probably mid... (laughs) (laughs) It's probably probably mid-MCU for me, honestly. Um, Which which is still an amazing thing, because... I'm saying movies like Endgame and Winter Soldier and Civil War and the original Avengers and Iron Man and Ant-Man are above that and Thor Ragnarok, but I think it's better than the original Thor and Thor the Dark World and Captain America the First Avenger and Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and Iron Man 2. Anyway, I give it a good amount of stars. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Paul's Paul's review. Paul's review. Kevin's itching to say something about the movie. We've been trampling over him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I really haven't. Um, I think as far as like... A knowledge base if you haven't caught on is i'm not as knowledgeable about marvel as these two folks next to me and so in the the grand scheme of cinematic universe directors actors and just the general knowledge of <laughs> the marvel universe itself i'm more of a happy casual <laughs> i don't know how to put it i i gleam maybe more than your average viewer because I'm around such good company. But uh, as far as like my own individual knowledge that I bring to the table, I don't have much. And so I think my perspective is far more um, disconnected. And so I think as far as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for me, the horror aspect was interesting because when I, when I heard it was going to be a horror movie... I was actually expecting it to be, like, way more horror. So, like, I was... I thought the horror for... A lot of the horror beats were, like, a little too... Like, cheesy for me, in a sense, if that makes sense. Like, there... One that really stands out was when the... In the hallway? Maybe like it's the, the hallway? Door, like, the, the door, sewer? The sewer. Yeah, the, the sewer hallway cool. thing. That was... I was like, okay. Uh-huh. And then it didn't hit right for me. It didn't land right. Like, it wasn't scary. It was just, like... All right. <laughs> I saw that movie twice, and both times people I saw it with, that scene really bugged them because they're like, why are they not running? <laughs> she blasts through every single door, and then they close they that stop. door, and they all turn, and they're just like waiting for her. <laughs> to, to answer that one, though, Doctor Strange, would he was waiting to have the river collapse on it. To him. collapse on it, yeah. yeah. So there's logic to that, but the, the actual cinematography of like the horror that happened there was like, okay. 
But oh, what other aspects? The multiverse part, I think what Aiden was talking about. I didn't have any preconceived like notions or expectations for the movie, so I didn't have I did see if you know this movie, everything everywhere all at once. Like a oh, week before I've been this movie, to see that movie, and it, it honestly that movie is fantastic. Like if I had to put these two next to each no other, spoilers. they're not the same movie at all, right? They're both dealing with the multiverse, but they're not similar in any other sense besides that. Um, but I I did think that movie was really well done, and that's probably been my favorite movie of 2022 so far. Um, and so that movie takes that concept and basically runs where. Aiden was saying this one didn't, where they mm-hmm. mainly stayed in just a few, a few universes. That one's just like, I think by the end of the movie, you've seen probably like ten thousand different universes. Like it's literally insane. Um, and so I think looking at this movie as like a universal movie probably isn't the best way, even if it's in the title. I don't remember. I didn't really watch the trailers that much, and so my question goes back to you: Do you think the trailers were misleading? Mm, I think. Or in hindsight, do you think they were the, accurate? One of the things with the trailers that I remember now is that... Do you remember the sequence where they're, like, falling through the multiverse? That was, like, the scene they put in every single trailer to make it seem like they're going through all these crazy multiverses when really that's just the transition scene when they go to the first one. And then they just... They stay in the Illuminati one, and then eventually Scarlet Witch throws them into the um, incursion. That's what it's called? Yeah, like the incursion universe. The incursion universe. And so I definitely, it did, I feel like the trailers did kind of make it seem like they were going to venture into the multiverse a lot more than they did, which when you think of the technical terms of the multiverse, technically they did spend the whole movie in the multiverse because any different dimension is the multiverse. But I don't know. I don't think the trailers were super misleading. Obviously they tried to mislead a little bit with like the whole Scarlet Witch being like the main antagonist. Which, like, if you pay close attention to the trailers, it kind of is a little obvious that she is, but I don't know. I don't think they were misleading in any in any bad sense, but I do think they tried to, like, glean away from certain aspects of the movie. But all mm-hmm. the Marvel trailers tried to mislead. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so another thing that was really interesting, though, going blind into this movie. I, I did see WandaVision before, <laughs> luckily. Oh, that's good. But that... That leads to, I feel like, I mean, I haven't seen a few other Marvel movies. I've been out of the loop for a little bit. But to my knowledge, this is the first Marvel movie where I would say watching a TV show is, like, essential. Like, if you missed WandaVision, like, you could mm-hmm. technically get by, but, like, it, you'd be missing a lot. Yeah. And, like, what what do you think? I, I mean, this sets a new precedent of, like, okay, you actually do need to maybe watch a TV show here and there yeah. to watch this movie. No, I agree. I fully agree with that. That's something I've heard as well from other people is this is the one, this is the first one really. Cause you could watch even Endgame. You could get away with watching Endgame and you could put together some stuff that's happening. It might be a little bit harder, but it's still doable. Um, this is probably the first one that you really, really need to watch other stuff before. Um, so it's like the opposite of Moon Knight, which we were just talking about where you don't need to watch anything for. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you watch WandaVision, you understand a little bit. And speaking of WandaVision, I I don't know, man. Her kids kind of bugged me. Why? <laughs> that I, I love Billy and Tommy. <laughs> that I, that ice cream song. I love that made me want to leave the theater. <laughs> the ice cream that was so cute. Honestly, I was like, nah, so man. Cute. Nah, man. That made me. <laughs> That made me want to, if I was Wanda, I would have searched the multiverse for a universe where they don't exist. Oh, no. That would have made me give up my quest right there. It would have been like, trying to find my kids, and then they see that abomination. I'm gone. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't need to be a mother anymore. Maybe, maybe it wasn't so bad being I seen. think it was very cute, and I'm sure when Aiden has kids, he might change his mind. His kids are going to sing Always. that song. Tama's going to make sure of it. Classic Tama. Always trying to defend every aspect of Marvel. No, I actually, I honestly, I honestly did think that was cute. Hmm. I'll be sure to put a poll in the comments for this to see what other people thought. All right. So, but overall verdict of my opinion on the movie, not my favorite Marvel movie. I'd put it, it's definitely above 
a lot of like the bottom tier stuff. But it's I'd say it's, it's like a, the it's the top of the bottom for me. It's a solid Marvel movie, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's not the greatest, but it's far from the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has anything we want to say about it. I think it's great. I mean, what's your uh, what <laughs> no, was your yeah. favorite scene? What was the best, coolest part? Oh. I liked probably the two scenes that like stand out to me. Like I've seen it three times now, and like the two scenes that I'm like looking forward to seeing the most is um, the Illuminati like them just getting demolished. <laughs> so that one's crazy and like kind of unexpected, but it's also. I don't know. They could do it because it was the multiverse, obviously. I mentioned the TV show Invincible earlier. Mm-hmm. That's what that scene reminded me of. That that show does a very similar thing. Where yeah, it like, right off the bat. Right off the bat, it like sets up like the mock Justice League characters, and you're like, oh, these are like the main team of superheroes. And then they just get demolished in the first episode, and you're like, oh! <laughs> Deadpool 2 did it, too, in a like comedic way. Yeah, with the X-Force. With the X-Force, super funny. Um, yeah, that, that scene... That scene is always... It's always yeah, it's fun to watch. And I then see, I, my I, only problem with that scene is I don't believe that Captain Marvel could have been killed by a falling statue. Well, Wanda absorbed her powers. She did. Yeah, just yeah. like, and they don't like exactly explain that, but they, I think Michael Waldron, who's the writer, he talked about it because they showed that sort of power in WandaVision where Agatha was draining Wanda's powers. Hmm. Well, that's and, good to know. I did not pick up on that. Yeah. And I think they might have tried to show that as, like, her mask was disappearing. I don't know if that was related to it. But they did, like, try to visually show it without being like, oh, no, Wanda, you're stealing my power. You know, it should be. I wish said that. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Marvel meme where it's just, like, people just joke that anytime something bad happens in Marvel, the character just looks at the screen and says, well, that just happened. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> people are like... Well, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but they're making the new Daredevil show for Disney+, Plus, and people are joking, like, oh, now that Disney's making it, they're going to have a flashback to Matt getting blinded, and he's going to go, well, that just happened. Um, was, I remember, so, so when I watched this movie, I did watch it oh. opening night. I did watch it uh, the Thursday before the release. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, th- those showings are like so early now it's really, yeah they're it's super like, early it's just like okay midnight well, premiere at like 3pm yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright well, I guess we're just normal day early um, I watched it with Isaac and you both know Isaac mm-hmm. and so that scene specifically I remember like we both looked at each other and we're like the power scaling of Marvel just like went through the roof <laughs> what in the world yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't know enough about Marvel characters, but coming into that blind... I mean, I know that the Scarlet Witch is one of the most OP yeah, Marvel yeah. characters, but I think before this point, she wasn't ever really that OP. Yeah. I mean, you could look at like, stuff like WandaVision. WandaVision. WandaVision hints at it quite a bit more, uh-huh. but like, it doesn't really show it to this extent, where it's just like, oh, yeah. she just destroyed like the Illuminati, which mm-hmm. I don't really know much about, but I surmise that I was like, oh, this universe is Avengers, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, um, I guess the other time you've seen her, like, power, like, really being powerful would have been in Endgame when she was about to kill Thanos, and then he mm-hmm. had to have, like, his fleet, like, fire on fire on everybody to stop it. Yeah. And so, that would be another mm-hmm. example. But, um, my other favorite scene... Oh, better not steal mine. I'm gonna go first. Okay, so you, you go first. You go first. My favorite scene was, uh... When he possesses his dead body, that and, one's he, and super he like cool. he like gets all the souls of the dam to become his like cloak, mm-hmm. and he floats up and like knocks those giant guys off, and he, it's like, like the the hands kind of make it look like he's doing his like multiple arm mm-hmm. thing. That scene when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that one was super cool. My least favorite scene was when Wong got thrown off the cliff, <laughs> and he gives off that like horrifying scream as he falls through the mist. When I saw that for the first time, my heart sunk. I was like not Wong. The entire movie, that was my biggest concern. I'm like, no, I, Wong's well, with her. The reason that, yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, Wong has to die, because they're going to make Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, which, they didn't go that route, which I'm happy, because I don't <laughs> want Wong to die. Yeah. But when I saw that scene, I was like, I was like, oh, really? That's how you kill Wong? But then he survived, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. thank goodness. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that they didn't. I really thought that they were going to kill Wong, because, obviously, there's all the deaths in the multiverse, but if they wanted to make, like, real stakes or like real like loss in the main 838 universe or 616 universe they would have you know killed somebody like wong but 
Luckily, they didn't. Um, my other favorite scene I was going to say, I really like her attacking when Scarlet Witch attacks Carmitage, like, with all the mm-hmm. reflection thing. Like, that was freaky. Like, I was just yeah. on the edge of my seat, like, oh, freak, she's coming. Um, pretty good. Good horror stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Any last thoughts on Doctor Strange before we go to the next subject? Uh, end credit scene? Anything to talk about there? Move on? I thought it was fine. I I think people are giving it more crap than it deserves. Uh, my problem with the end credit scene is that... Where the movie ended and then where the end credit scene is that started? I loved the end of the movie. I thought that was so... That was like the coolest horror. Like, you know, it's like he's walking on the street. He's got his little scarf on. He's all like smiling. And it's like, like, oh, he's happy. Like he spent the whole movie like asking himself if he's happy. And he figured it out. And then he like falls down on the street and starts screaming. The third eye appears and then it just ends. And I was just like, what the heck just happened? And then like five minutes later, there's an end credit scene. And it seems like he's figured it out. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's cool. And like, I don't hate it. But I kind of wish that, like, because I just know that if they hadn't shown him again in the end credits, I would be, we'd be sitting here right now. We wouldn't be talking about the movie. We'd be like, what does the third eye mean? Like, what is the future for Doctor Strange? And instead it's like, well, it seems like he's doing okay. Yeah. I think if I was to think about why they would do that, it it would probably be Sam Raimi wanted to have his cake and eat it too, where he wanted to end end it in kind of an intense, like, Sam Raimi type way like that ending but then he probably had like orders from from Kevin Feige to be like ended in this way so we can set up the next Doctor Strange movie which is with the Clea reveal and everything and so yeah I think that's probably where that came from which I I think I, I agree with you where it's kind of like it would have been cool to end that way but it obviously like, wasn't yeah, the direction like, they're going for I don't for. hate the end credit scene but I do kind of wish that they hadn't shown him again or they could have just shown her coming out or something and be like we need to fix this yeah they could have had her coming through a portal and being like and just ask some random person on the street like i'm looking for dr Strange. Strange. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. that could have honestly done the same trick mm-hmm. yeah um the other the other credit scene pizza papa i actually i really like, <laughs> I really like pizza papa. <laughs> oh that's the one you were talking about with the crap uh some people some people don't like pizza papa like i've heard some what? stuff i've There's seen some stuff online pizza papa? I, pizza I know papa. i've seen stuff online of people hating pizza papa and i'm like you be quiet pizza papa is too good pizza papa always gets paid pizza papa always gets paid <laughs> um but yeah i thought it would and I think a lot of people didn't like it because it was just a jokey one, but they've been doing that forever. They've been like the original Avengers. They had Thanos and then they had them eating shawarma like Ammon and the Wasp. They had Hank Pym, Janet and Hope all getting snapped. And then they had an ant playing a drum. Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. just their thing. If you're, if you're waiting to the very, very end one, it's yeah. the joke one. Yeah. You know? Spider-Man Homecoming, they had um, Vulture meeting up with Scorpion. And then, then they had Captain America saying patience, teaching us about patience. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I liked it. I was shocked though because I, like I said, I went to the the opening night one. One I went to an earlier showing, so like the the you know the late night ones were packed. It was on a Thursday, right? People are mm-hmm. doing things. It was a pretty empty theater when I went. I went at like about three o'clock. Uh, but I was shocked to see like when the credits rolled, like a decent amount of people just left, and I was like, what? Who 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 goes to the opening night of a Marvel movie and <laughs> doesn't stay yeah. for which, the which theater did you go to? Uh, Megaplex. The Thanksgiving Point one. No, the oh. Vineyard. Okay, the one that's in the middle. Because I know for think for some of the theaters they and I know this is true for the Thanksgiving Point Megaplex for any of you Thanksgiving Point Megaplex Megaplex fans <laughs> out there. Um, they added these some screenings later, like earlier screenings after they added the original screening. So that could have explained like, oh, all the all the real fans got all their screening like their tickets right off the bat, and then the three o'clock showing opened up, and that's that's just a theory. Okay, okay. Because I was like, what is going on? Like we were just sitting there, like what? Who leaves right now? Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You come to the opening night, like that usually is the indicator of like the bigger fans. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we need to move on. I, let's maybe we should compress the next two just should we, you want to rapid fire or do you want to even we can just do it pretty quick yeah or so, if you want I mean, to you've more hinted time. on them quite a bit yeah yeah so we'll just do this pretty quick but the future of the mcu i guess we'll just call it that 
Um, our next thing we're going to have is Miss Marvel, Disney Plus show. Um, yeah. I'm excited. It's been talked about. It's like a really John John Hughes vibe. So if you like Ferris Bueller, if you like, um, I don't know, other John Hughes movies. The Lion King. <laughs> not, not The Lion King. <laughs> um, said Ferris other... Bueller. <laughs> True. Good point. Um, yeah, if you like movies like that, kind of high school, uh, growing up. Spider-Man Homecoming is another good example of a John Hughes style movie. Um, that's what Miss Marvel is going to be like. They, any other like things to say about Miss Marvel really quick? Yeah, we'll just see when it comes out. It's coming mm-hmm. out. Yep. It's when is it out. coming out? June 8th. June 8th. Is that true? So what's the next Marvel? So. Is that the next Marvel <laughs> release? Yeah, that's yeah. the next Marvel release. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming out this Friday. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be a weekly release of episodes? Yeah. Okay. I think mm-hmm. so. They're doing a two episode premiere on Friday. So you better get Disney Plus. I mean, I have Disney Plus at my my parents' house. <laughs> okay, so I just have to be there on Friday. Yes, that's true. Um, she Hulk also coming out soon. The trailer just dropped. I'm yeah. excited. The main complaint people are talking about is the CGI, CGI. but that's it makes sense. I've heard two complaints. What do you hear? The CGI and the way that she looks, because a lot of people are like upset about like strong female representation. They're saying that like. They made this version of She-Hulk like skinny, that she doesn't look like super ripped. They want her to just be like, like way, way muscular, like peak, peak physical. Like oh, so they don't like how she looks in the comics then. Well, I, th- I think they were pulling up some versions of the comics where she's like, I don't think they want her to look like Hulk, mm-hmm. but they just wanted her like. I saw some people complaining that like, they're like she looks as skinny as I am, or like why can't she just be like super like ripped? But like I don't know. I mean. I, I thought she looked like a Hulk, but yeah. I don't know. When they when they tune up the CGI, like assuming they do, I assuming hope they, they do, <laughs> assuming they do in the next few months. Which I mean, the reason online that people are saying this happened the way that it did with the CGI and everything is because Disney just had like a investors call or something recently that they wanted to drop the trailer for to get some hype up so that the investors would be happy. Which meant that they pushed this trailer out a little bit earlier than it was ready for, which would lead to the CJ not being fully finished. So that's a quick, realistic, probable explanation of it. I'm excited for it. It's going to be the first real like courtroom drama comedy type MCU thing, which I think is mm-hmm. exciting. Nine episodes. It's going to be good. Wong's going to be in it. I think that's been confirmed. Um, Abomination. Bruce Banner is going to be in it. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to... I think this one could have a lot of cameos, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because the trailer says that she's heading a new division of, like, superhero, like... Yeah. What, what is it called? It's like... Like, like I don't I don't know the exact She's name, a defense attorney for superheroes. For superhumans, yeah. So, I think that there's going to be a lot of cameos for, like... There's probably going to be a couple villains who have been locked away, uh-huh. like... In the in the trailer, you see a shot of Frogman. Frogman. Everyone's I'm so, so excited about that. Yeah, so I think there will be a lot of cool superheroes because if she's going to be a defense attorney for superheroes, then... Or just superhumans in general. Or superhumans, like, yeah. There's a chance she's defending Abomination. like. And that and it could end up just being that's the only one she's defending in the show, uh-huh. but I'm willing to bet that they'll do I think there'd be a few. I think she might be defending Frogman, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited because it's world-building the Hulk like, corner of the MCU where... You know, they couldn't really do a Hulk movie because the whole Universal thing and everything, but they're doing this with She-Hulk and obviously Abomination's there. They have a prison that looks like the Cube, which is kind of a prison for gamma-irradiated people in the MC- or in the Marvel comics, so they're probably bringing that to the movie, and that's probably where Abomination is, I don't know. Yeah. Which is cool. The leader's probably, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a cameo from the leader there. Yeah. Like... We talked about that a while back, about loose threads that marvel has left untouched mm-hmm. anyway yeah yeah so i'm excited thor trailer thor Kevin, trailer what did you think we just watched we it. just watched it right before this because it just dropped it was really good the new trailer that <laughs> is. it had it had a lot more information than the first uh-huh teaser yeah yeah <laughs> it definitely went way more uh yeah it had a lot of personality i'm excited mm-hmm I thought mm-hmm. Gore looked amazing and like threatening, and Christian Bale's just an amazing actor. So. I thought it was interesting how the way he looked changed in every shot. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like he's got some fluidity to his like form. Yeah, 
It might be like the more he kills, the more power he gets or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he looked really terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because there's obviously Korg was narrating the trailer, but I think that might have just been a trailer thing. Like, it kind of seemed yeah. like it wasn't something that's going to be in the movie. Like Either that or it's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. True, could be. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. It's coming out pretty soon. Uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's funny. I like the way that Mjolnir, like, Jane, when she threw Mjolnir, like, went into a bunch of different pieces. Yeah, that, that was, was actually cool. really cool. Mm-hmm. The the Thor movies have definitely been one of the highlights now. They're my most anticipated Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, speed round, speed round, speed round. Speed round. Other Disney Plus news. Daredevil. Just... We talked about that. We did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. They officially announced a new Daredevil series is coming for Disney Plus. Agatha Harkness, the Agatha House of Harkness. I'm. I just got a lot more excited. I was always, you know, trusting Marvel. You know how I how I do it. Um, I don't have any reason to doubt them. But Agatha House of Harkness, they just described it as a dark, like a dark comedy, dark humor, dark comedy. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. which the first things, the first dark comedies that I thought about are some of my favorite shows, like What We Do in the Shadows and Atlanta, but. Probably won't be exactly like those, obviously, but maybe close. It could be close-ish to what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Anyway, exciting news. Echo, they cast a bunch of people, and the story sounding like she's going to be going to like a small town, probably like potentially on like a reservation somewhere because she's Native American. A lot of the rest of the cast is Native American, so that's really exciting because I always like small stories, small, more intimate stories in the MCU. Yeah. It's always fun, and um, that's it for the Marvel update. Okay, and last thing, we're going to go over it super quick. Kevin, have you watched Stranger Things? Yes. Okay, I was talking to Tama. Tama hasn't watched it earlier. So we wanted to mention, so Stranger Things Season 4, we don't, we'll just talk a little bit about this. I wanted to mention that I heard, I don't know if you've heard this before, the finale to this season is apparently 2 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> no, longer, I have not heard that. It's longer than Infinity War, which, when I heard that, I was like, Wow. That's actually really cool. Like, they're ending the series with like a two-hour-long. So like, is this finale. supposed? Is this confirmed final season? That's the next thing I was gonna say. It's no. Not. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. They're like ending it with a movie, basically. This is the second to last season. Season five is confirmed to be the last one, which led me to think, why are they doing a two-hour-long episode? I mean, if they if they pull it off, I mean, so let's let's think about this. I mean, you mentioned briefly with your uh, lineup of what streaming services you need that Netflix is kind of in the dumps at the moment. Like they re- they don't really have anything interesting except for Stranger Things. Like so Stranger might. Things is really carrying them, isn't it? Yeah. And so, I mean, that with that being said, I imagine that they're gonna put in a lot of work to try to make this this season work i'm right? just yeah and i guess we can talk about this tama see now it's tama's turn to take a back seat <laughs> do you want me to make i'm gonna make the top beats everything food while they talk about it oh yeah sure right. so yeah. you can focus do you on even it. know how yeah. to make it do he's a, he's like a pro <laughs> yeah i'll i'll, I'll take this part for me you you can do the that and then the, this yeah all right make, make stranger sure. things just overall uh i really like it i like the vibe yeah i my problem with Stranger Things is I think it's a really cool <laughs> some ASMR. No, don't do that. <laughs> You're gonna be it's confused. It's time for top ASMR <laughs> channel. Pull it out of the thing. Stop! You're making it so hard to talk. Okay, talking. just keep talking. <laughs> what, what were you saying? Continue. I was saying that. <laughs> It's so hard to talk right Have now. we said what the... Are, are, we, we, are we saying what it is? No, we haven't said what it is yet. We'll we'll talk about it in a second. Okay. But, okay. um... So, my problem with Stranger Things Don't mess is up. that... Oh, stop. I can't focus. <laughs> it's is, okay. Just trust the process. Is that it feels a lot like it's just a re... Like, it feels like every season is the exact same story beats, you know? Mm-hmm. The portal opens, a monster comes out, and then they close the portal. And that's been every season so far. With a little bit of escalation, basically, of how big the threat is that comes out. Yeah, exactly. 
here's an analogy. I maybe I can contribute to this. Would it be like the Spider-Man PS4 game where the DLC is like the same game, but they just reskinned all the all the villains to be like, oh, these are um, who's the DLC? These are Hammerheads. Um, make them a more intimidating of... villain, but yes. Oh, and they're just the exact same enemy uh-huh. models as the yeah. other game. <laughs> yeah, you're like this is just the same game I was playing, but they just made these villains look like different. Mm. Is that how Stranger Things is? Kind of. I mean, there's more variety they, to it. There's different. Like it's that's a real like basic way of summarizing it. But it does kind of feel like it's like how many how many times can they open this portal before like like I don't know. I've gotten to the point where it's like I don't know what they can do to make me believe that the portal will never reopen again because every time they close it, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the trailers and things for this one make it look like it's going to be pretty insane. But obviously, if they're able to make a two-hour-long episode, they have enough content to make the season. But I don't know. It is interesting to think about, though. Like with a show like this and the scale they're trying to take it to, because I'm—I mean, I, I haven't done any research into this, but I'm—I'm I'm fairly confident to say that they weren't expecting it to get this big, right? And they weren't expecting to have it be this long of a series. And that they didn't have these kind of plans. No, and that's 100% true, because I read a thing the other day where they were introduced, or interviewing, it's the Duffer Brothers they're in charge of it, I think? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they were interviewing them, and they they actually said in an interview that Stranger Things, um, the reason the title is what it is, is because every season was supposed to follow a different story with a different cast of characters, because it was supposed to be about Stranger Things. So mm-hmm. every season would take place maybe in a different time, a different paranormal thing, and maybe it would all be kind of connected. So that goes back to the first point you were saying, that each one does feel a little disconnected, because maybe they're trying to keep that dream, but they can't, because they have to keep the cast. Yeah, so maybe that's the problem, is maybe those the three enemies they thought up were the three different seasons, <laughs> and then they just had to find a way to make it about the original cast, because they're like, oh, well, for the second season, we were going to make it in the 50s, and it was going to be with these little dogs, but... Now we have to make it about the main characters. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I do know that the popularity of the characters in the show made them change their plans. But I don't know. I'll probably watch it. <coughs> probably. It's coming out on the same day that Kenobi's coming out. So I'm not be watching it on that day. I'll be watching Kenobi. That could be a I good... could be watching all of them. That could be a, that could be a good poll. Kenobi or Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Which one will you watch first? Yeah. Obviously, Kenobi's just two well, episodes, but... And here's another thing I was talking about with Tama, Kevin. Is Stranger Things all releasing at once? I'm literally just about to say that. <laughs> this is another thing I was talking about with Tama, is the problem I have with Stranger Things is that while I'm not, like, crazy invested in it, I enjoy the world, and I care about a lot of the characters, and when a show releases all the episodes at once, some degenerate will watch all of the episodes in one sitting and then if like a main character dies i will be hearing about it within a day and it's like that's what i like about the disney plus releases is like as long as you stay on top of it you can avoid spoilers because you watch each episode as they come out you don't get it spoiled Mm -hmm. these shows it's like unless you sit down and binge it you're at the mercy of the internet because Mm -hmm. somebody will have watched all of it before you yeah like i i've thought that a couple times when i'm watching a disney plus like release like when they come out at 1 a.m., I'll be watching them like, man, there's no one else out there who's finished this episode yet. Like, even when I start at 10 minutes late, I'm like, even someone who started on time, there's not, oh, there's the clock again. <laughs> We're just going. So, in case you're wondering how long we've been doing this, there's the indicator again. But, yeah, anything else you want to say about Stranger Things, or should we just go on to... Um, I, I, yeah, I think the only thing I can say is I hope that this season does well. Like, I really want Stranger Things to succeed, because I do like that it's one of those... I mean, we live in an era of remakes and, you know, mm-hmm. exp- what, so, what is it? Expansion? Not expansions. Sequels, sequels and prequels and whatever. Yeah. Re- just lots of reboots. And so it's nice to have one series that is its own thing. That's not connected to... Yeah, I, I do appreciate unique, like, IPs and, like, mm-hmm. original content. Until they connected to squid games (laughs) until everything on netflix is connected yeah i'm guessing you haven't even watched squid game i haven't it's already maybe maybe i'm just anti-netflix i think you are i don't even i think i well yeah because yeah maybe i am (laughs) it doesn't have marvel (laughs) okay did have marvel yeah i think it's time 
Mm. For top eats the reveal. Top eats everything. So this is an Aiden specialty. It's not even me. So <laughs> it's an um, Aiden connected specialty. This is an Aiden um, adjacent specialty. So my lovely wife Katie uh, introduced me to a sandwich that her grandpa used to make all the time called deviled ham sandwiches, and basically it's white bread. <laughs> With deviled ham, which is... Do they have... Where's the... Maybe they explained it on here. Or someone can Google it and read some... What is deviled ham? So it's, You keep talking and I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, why don't we like look up some fun facts about deviled ham. It's it says it tastes great in sandwiches. It's like a ham paste. Um, you put it on a sandwich and you put pickles on it. You have to use... And this is... My wife has told me. It is very important that you use the classic stackers kosher dill hey if you got questions and comments they have their uh, address here you can send a letter oh and that's awesome <laughs> i will do that um the ingredients there are two ham and seasoning those are my two favorite ingredients <laughs> wait does it really just say seasoning <laughs> it, it has things in apprentices oh. but it, it is actually still pretty simple i'm impressed because it's ham cured with water salt brown sugar and sodium nitrate and seasoning, mustard flour, spices, and turmeric. Is that how you what it was? Turmeric, yeah. Turmeric. That's what I thought. Yeah. So That's it's it. just it's just white bread, and you put a little layer of deviled ham. You cut your sandwiches in triangles. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. That's the way Samuel L. Jackson loves it. No, he hates <laughs> it like that. Oh no, I'm a scroll imposter. That's why I told you that. Yeah. Anyway, so and then you put the pickles on it, and. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Were you looking up something about it? or I was, but it was a whole article. It was like, <laughs> the questions you wanted to ask about deviled ham, but never to have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave up on Which the article. One that one. This one? Sure. <laughs> okay. I'll For talk. those of you at home, I kind of just pointed in Aiden's whole direction and not at a specific yeah, deviled ham. Tom and I ate earlier, so... We're each having a half. I gave Kevin a whole one. He has to eat the whole sandwich. <laughs> we'll see if I want it. Even if he hates it. My so, initial thoughts on yeah. appearance, it reminds me of, it's like a different, it's a remix of a tuna sandwich. Yeah. We can, you can add more deviled ham if you want. Tom would put a pretty light coating on. Is there on. more? Oh um, yeah. There is. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a lot more. So what do you I'm, think? What do you think? Does it need more? Me personally, I've had this sandwich before. I am going to put a little bit more on. Okay. What? Because I know that I... I'll follow. I enjoy the taste relatively. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's, We're all going to put some more on. It's just seasoned ham. I, uh, there's nothing that freaky about it. Yeah. Unless you're scared of like processed meat. Can put their own ham on it. I'll, while you do that, I'll get the... The scoring sheet up. Because we haven't done this in a while. So I'm pulling up our old sheet. And... We're going to score. What are we scoring it against? What do we have? So we do it on three categories out of ten. We do taste, aesthetic, and value. <laughs> do you remember when we went and raided all the burger chains? I do. That's one of my favorite memories, actually. Oh. Tom was so upset. That, I was very proud of that. I think we t had a good approach on it. Yeah, we had like so many categories. Like that was honestly part of the inspiration for this segment was that experience we had together. Oh, and here we are, full yeah, circle. I know. Now I get to eat deviled ham sandwiches. And you're also our first guest to join us in Top Eats Everything. That's true. How many guests have you had? Two. I was gonna, I was gonna gaslight him. Into oh. We had like, hey, Aiden. I mean, oh, okay, two, two. This like in the past month, I meant because overall, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan was on our show the other, the other month. That was good. It was a good cover. It was a good recovery. Two. Okay. Yeah. Two hundred. Right. So appearances. Well, we'll we'll, we'll we'll score after we eat it. We yeah. Let's take. Let's partake of the devil's the devil's ham. So yeah. we're all gonna take a bite real quick. Three. Is there like a dink it and clink it? Like, yeah, dink. dink. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> okay, that's just copying uh, Good Mythical Morning. But Okay, here we go. Mm. 
It's my least favorite thing I've eaten in the past hour. <laughs> Wait. It's the only thing I've eaten in the past hour, which it's makes it also my favorite thing I've eaten in the past what? hour. Whoa. First question. Would you eat it again? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing okay. as I have eaten this before, I've already, <laughs> I have eaten it again. I think... It's like an... It's kind of, it gives me the, it's like an old person sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like the kind of thing that like, well, it's like, well, my wife said it, like her grandpa eats it. And I'm like, yeah, I believe that. This is the kind of thing that like you would see your grandpa eating and being like, that's odd. And, Do they, you know, and they'd be like, we used to eat it during the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know um, Carnegie Deli? I think there's only like two. There's like one in Las Vegas yeah, and, and one, one in, in New York. New York. Yeah. This is like the type of sandwich I'd expect to to find there, which I like that place. So, it's a compliment, I guess. It's not. Um, it's not bad. It's one of those sandwiches where, like, I think you go into it thinking it's going to be a lot weirder than it is. And I've said that for me, as someone, well, here's the problem. I always say, as someone who doesn't like pickles, I don't know if I'm even that person anymore. I feel like I'm coming around on pickles. I good. Like, it's about I think, time. I think I might just like them now. But. As somebody who believed that they didn't like pickles when I first had this sandwich, <laughs> I enjoyed it, which was surprising to me. Because I think the thing about pickles is it's not that I don't like them, but there's just not a lot of things I like them on. Like, I don't like pickles on my burgers or stuff like that, and so... Have you had pickles on your burgers recently? No. Oh. Don't, really don't, don't do that to me. You're going to be a changed man. But I like this because it gives me an excuse to eat pickles on a sandwich. Have you eaten see, a plain pickle? See, and Kevin's over here putting extra deviled ham on it. Yeah. I think... I expected the deviled ham to have a more prominent flavor. Like, it's very subtle. It's just like pureed ham. Mm-hmm. Like, with, the seasonings aren't really apparent. Like, the pickle carries way more of the flavor than mm-hmm. the ham. For sure. It's not bad at all. You know what I think would be interesting? Some... Salt and pepper. Ooh. <laughs> you can get fancy with this. If you hold on to it, maybe after the show we can grab <laughs> you some, some salt and pepper. I can... My least favorite thing... I know, I'm just ready to... I'm just trying to end the show as quick as I can so I can go up and get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, that's it. My least favorite thing is dry sandwiches. And this was not that. I was kind of... <laughs> this is a wet I was, sandwich. I was half expecting this to be a dry sandwich just because... Well, I was going to ask Aiden, like, oh, do you need, like, mayo or, like, mustard or something to, like, put on the bread? Mm-hmm. But, no, you just just need the deviled ham and the bread and the pickles and you're good. What if you mm-hmm. put, like, another meat with the deviled ham? <laughs> That'd be too you crazy. Could. Like, I, I, mean, fe- I feel like you could put, like, anything with the deviled ham and it's just, like, kind of a Yeah. The thing moist... about it is it's, like, like you said, you don't really need mayo because it is its own paste, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, you spread it on the sandwich. What do you usually put... Deviled ham in just sandwiches. <laughs> I think it's just made for sandwich. I don't know. I mean, it says sandwiches on the packaging. They sell it in a metal tin, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think without any further ado, let's just. I think we should rate this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start with a taste. For me, what's it out of? Ten. Okay. Um. It's not a horrible taste, but it's also not the greatest taste. It's kind of forgettable, and the pickle, like you said, kind of overpowers it. I'm going to give it a 6 for taste. Tama? I liked it. All I have to say about it. I'm trying to compare it to past stuff. <laughs> um, I would probably give this taste... What did you do? A six? I gave it a six. Now I can't do a six. I was going to do six until Aiden said six. So I'll do 6.1. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, yeah, because this is something like, you know, if I was hungry and I saw this stuff in my pantry, I'd, I'd make it. And it's not like if I was at if I was at a sandwich place, I wouldn't be like, oh, give me the deviled ham sandwich. If there's mm-hmm. like a, I don't know. A Reuben. A Reuben or something. <laughs> you know, Tom likes Another sandwich. Reuben. You know it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and now I have a jar of pickles I can put in my parents' fridge and they'll be like, where did this come from? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I liked it. Yeah. Kevin? Yeah. I mean, it it definitely isn't bad and 
I would definitely eat it if it was just sitting. I, you know what I see this on? Like, I see it, you go somewhere and there's just a platter of, like, triangle devil ham sandwiches. And you just grab yeah. one, right? It's like some catered event. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would grab it if I saw it there. Uh, I don't think I'd ever buy the ingredients for myself, right? I don't think I'd go out of my way and be like, oh, yeah, I really want to have a deviled, sa- a deviled ham sandwich at some point in the in the next week. Um, I guess with this can, you could probably have it for the next few years, but... <laughs> so true um a couple of my pantry right now gonna be honest um we've got like three of these we keep my my wife keeps forgetting we have them so she'll just buy them and then we've got like three in our (laughs) fridge so i don't know i mean the flavor wasn't super like whoa so you tried on its own i just did yes Still a six point one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I mean, I don't really have anything to rate my my ratings against. Like, it's definitely good. Again. I'm gonna give it just a solid five, right? A I solid think five. I think five is where it's like this is good enough that I would eat it and I would eat it again. But it hasn't made it up to the point where I'm like, oh, this is actually like something I'd crave at some point. Yeah. Right, and anything below a five for me is like getting into kind of nasty territory. Where mm-hmm. one is like, I would rather die than like eat this <laughs> <food> again. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, aesthetic. It's not. It like, well, going into this is probably the greatest. You know, <laughs> Nick's are showing me the rapper Tama. Of course, going into this was probably the greatest example of it. I mean, I feel like you both were kind of apprehensive going in. The aesthetic is not great. It seems like like walking through a grocery store, if you saw it on a shelf, you'd probably never pick it out in a thousand years. Me, aesthetic's got to be like a three. I think it's just, you know, it's not bad, but aesthetically it's not pleasing at all. It looks just like, kind of looks like throw up on this <laughs> It's not that pretty. But... We've got an open, face-open sandwich in front of us, so. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. being the massive optimist I am, <laughs> I, I'm probably going to give this aesthetic, um, I'll give it a five. Same thing I gave um, the Nature Valley Bars, if you remember that episode. Um, I'm just reading it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was comparing it to that, and... I don't know. I kind of liked like the fact that they wrap it in paper. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's totally like unnecessary, but why not? Um, yeah, but it's also not amazing. It's not beautiful to look at. So it's a five. Yeah. You guys are very optimistic. I'm gonna give this just a solid two. Like <laughs> it's it's not like repulsive, repulsive, but it's. Like if if, like if it was in a baggie and your friend like your friend brings a school lunch, and they're like, so- "You want to eat my sandwich?" and they bring this thing out, you're like, oh. "I will say this actually, with the wrapper torn off and it just in the metal tin, if you were to take this to school and say it's dog and- food, say <laughs> uh, <yeah>. you <laughs> <laughs> took this to school, opened it like a can and spread it on a sandwich, everyone would straight up think you're eating dog food, like or cat food, like <laughs> it's." Tom was going in for seconds, so I guess... I mean, I'm going to eat this one, too. I I mean, it's good in that sense. Like, you should definitely try it if you're curious. Like, it's not... There's nothing bad about it. Yeah. I just saw the bread on the ground, and I thought I might as well have a second. (laughs) I mean, if you're in, like, middle school and you want to, like, trick your friends, you're at that age... You're the type of people to mix all your stuff together on your lunch tray. If you're big fans of Shaggy. (laughs) Shaggy fans? Yes. Yeah, this is the kind of thing to make your friends think you're eating, like, cat food. And they'll be like, whoa, you're weird. <laughs> yeah, so for that, that's a pretty good value. Something to give value. <laughs> uh, value. What does the value stat represent? <laughs> how valuable this is. Like, how many, like, services, like, if it's useful. Like, it's like, can it be used for multiple things? Does it store well? You can take um, price into account. Like, is mm-hmm. it? How much did this cost? He bought it. I think it was like three bucks. Really? Surprisingly, yeah. Maybe two dollars. I don't know. I got it at Walmart. So it's a little expensive, but it keeps basically forever. 
Sorry, the pickles were on the other side of this recording <laughs> okay. studio. Give me a pickle. Yeah, so... I'm just careful not to get juice on my carpet. No, no, watch this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah, so... If you got, like, a pack of, like... Ten of these... You'd be good for, like... The rest of your life. You could just keep them in your pantry, so... The price is not terrible. Um... Can you know. buy them in packs? Like, are yeah. you seeing a pack like this or like a big pack? You can get them in bigger packs, yeah. Okay. Uh, for value, I'm, I might give it a five. I think it's middle of the road. You know, it's valuable if you like it, but I don't know. It doesn't serve a lot of function outside of it. Being the massive pessimist that I am, <laughs> I would probably, I would have to give this value. When I heard the price, that was like three bucks. I was thinking it was like under a buck, but we were looking at sardines as an mm. alternate option. And if it was that, I would have been like, oh, that's pretty valuable. Maybe sardines next time. <laughs> Maybe. But the fact that it's three bucks, which I could rather, I don't know, get a can of tuna or something instead, I'd probably give this a two. A two? Plus one, three. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it right as I'm writing it. <laughs> Okay. As the Tama fan that I am, uh, two. You giving it a two? I'll give it a two. I'll be the pessimistic one here. <laughs> okay. Converse amongst yourselves while I total the score. Um, so, yeah, the two comes from, you can literally replace it with tuna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, if I was to choose between this or a tuna sandwich, I'd probably go a tuna sandwich. Get some relish in the tuna sandwich. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just better. Plus, I'm more familiar with the tuna, the tuna way of life. But you know, if you're if you're in a canned food society and you, you know, you're stuck with only tuna, like this might be a nice way to mix it up. You can have your tuna one day and you're yeah. able to have them the next day. Yeah. So the total score comes out to thirty-seven point one. Thanks for that point one. <laughs> oh, of course. Thirty-seven point one out of ninety, which unfortunately is, it... is probably one of the lowest scores we have because. What was the one above it? Well, these ones above Those it are out, of out of 60. So that's 38 out of 60. Oh, so sure. even sure. with even with another... <laughs> I changed my scores. They're all 10s. <laughs> Devil Ham's my favorite. Yeah, so even with a third person, it's still the lowest score we have. <laughs> of oh, everything. No. Which is sad because we no one hated it. Like We were all like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> But like one day there's gonna be a bad thing and it's gonna be a solid like three. <laughs> well, sardines probably wouldn't have ranked two. Well, I don't know. I think I'm a I'm a huge sardines. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cloudy and Chance and Meatballs. I'm sorry if we put any deviled ham companies out of business after this top talks, but um, yeah, the truth must go forth. Um, but just to finish, we'll rapid fire some new additions to the top playlist. Yeah. Top essential playlist. We're so, add some songs. For those of you who've forgotten, just go on Spotify, look up top essential playlist. Wait, let me make sure that's the actual. I think it is. Um, yeah, top essential playlist, and it's a playlist by me, Tama Wehongi. And the songs will be there. And so the song that I'm adding, since the summer is starting, it's a song called "Feels Like Summer" by Childish Gambino. Nice. It's a really good one, if I do say so myself. <laughs> you did just say so yourself. <laughs> what is it a good song? I sure hope so. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah, the song that I'm going to add is Lake Michigan by Rogue Wave. Mm, that is a good one. You know that one? I do know that one. Yeah, that's another one. I think that's also pretty good, like, intro to summer song. It's just a fun beat. It's chill. Like kind of follows the same essence as most of the songs I've added so far. So that is going to be my choice for this week. And the best thing about that song is it's on the Walter Mitty soundtrack. Oh, it is? Oh, mm hmm I need to hear that song later. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I forgot about that. But... The Walter Mitty soundtrack is probably one of my favorite soundtracks it's of all time. One. Oh, yeah. We've Literally talked... every song. We... Yeah, we've talked about that already. <laughs> it's already been on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Dang. Kevin? Uh, ooh. So, my taste in music is quite strange. <laughs> so, I don't know if I want to 
corrupt the playlist. So the guidelines for the playlist is it's like, it's chill, good music that you can listen to. It can kind of be in the background. It could be in the forefront if it needs to be. But it's just music you can listen to to encourage, like, conversation and, like, you know, just... Good, to good times. Okay, friends. okay. Let yeah. me let me go look at my liked playlists and see if there's something there. Imagine like our days playing pool in my basement, like the type of music you could imagine in the background, or the type of music you could imagine going on a road trip, all with, or the type of music you could imagine on a cool boys trip video, or the type of music you could imagine. Or just the, yeah, or just the music "Imagine" by John Lennon, <laughs> or the music "Imagine Dragons." <laughs> hmm. Okay. Let's see. I'm now realizing that most of my music is piano, but an old classic has appeared, and it, I don't know if it's on there yet. So, on Melancholy Hill. Mm, that's a good one. Ooh, that is a good one. You know, I learned that from Tama. He introduced the gorillas. Back when Tama just so showed up. So I think it's a good... <laughs> Tama just showed up one day and was like, we listen to gorillas now. <laughs> and we were all like, okay. So that that is my added song. I think it's a... It reminds me of this group. I learned it from this group. It's my memory of here. I'll throw it on that list. That's a good addition. Awesome. That's another three songs added to the playlist. Tama. What's the runtime for the playlist? The playlist is now up to an hour and 20 minutes. So go on, like that playlist, download it if you have Spotify Premium. If you don't, that's okay. Um, <laughs> just don't download it then. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Top Talks. I think that's everything we had today. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to our friend Kevin Paul for joining us in a long-winded episode, which... Might have to split into two parts. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But thanks again for listening for all of our friends in Washington, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all we have to say. Anyone else have anything they wanted to add? Check out Cheryl. We'll be premiering new content no. within the next 15 years. No. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Um, my last thing I have to say is if any of you are invested in any deviled ham spread companies, you might want to sell your stocks now because this episode's <laughs> going to ruin that, that market. Yeah, we just tainted the deviled ham forever. But, yeah. Anyway, it was a fun conversation and a fun podcast. And as always... I've been your host, Aiden Pocock, the AP of Top. No, no I've been Tom Wehongi, the TW of Top. I'm just not part of Top, but I'm, <laughs> Kevin. I'm here. Thanks for having me. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>